Um, the statement, the mental factor of joy is present always in every moment, no matter how dark. Are you inclined to believe that's true based on your personal experience? Wonderful. Yes, that's good. Very important thing to realize is no matter what else is happening in your mind, if you if you look for it, you can find the joy. So that's that's a great that's a great achievement just to know that that's true and to realize that no matter what else you can always look for and find the joy. <clears throat> and then the idea that joy becomes a state of mind when your mind reaches that place where joy predominates to the degree that the mind preferentially tends towards the good, the beautiful, and the wholesome. Have you have you discovered that? Have you find you find where you reach that point? Yeah. Reflecting on your past experience, you realize that, well yes, those are those are the times when I'm really happy and it's easy to be happy. <clears throat> so yeah, anything else that anybody has learned or discovered uh, since we last talked? Oh, the heck with since we last talked. Anything, <laughs> <laughs> anything that you've discovered about this? It, as you were asking us to observe things yesterday, one thing that I noticed um, was that, for me, joy almost always seems to be tied into gratitude. Mm-hmm. And that's what deepens the joy. Um, when, when I begin to experience more joy, if I'm aware of, I, I just, it just seems, I, I don't even know if it's an awareness thing, it almost seems spontaneous that, that um, gratitude arrives at the same right. time. And as I was reading the, um, the handout that you gave us and some of the things that you said yesterday, it really moved me to say to you how grateful I am that you have continued this path and you have brought these things together in such an interesting way because it seems that um, I've read or heard um, a lot of the things but the way that you have uh, taken this into your own process and made that so much more accessible uh, for me to see. And it, it's, it's, it seems to be such a powerful tool of the awareness that the joy is there and that we can create it and that we can have that as an intention instead of just, you know, well, maybe it'll come sometimes and maybe sometimes it doesn't. So um, a great awareness for me is that how much um, when I get in touch with gratitude, the joy just seems to magnify. Thank you. 
you're very welcome and thank you. And I'm very grateful to you and to all of you for caring, being interested, taking the time and trouble to work through this. So, <laughs> it's wonderful. Gratitude, yes. Gratitude is one of those things. What, what is gratitude anyway? And it, it feels open, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, it's, it's like love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's unselfish. Connected, feeling get to the place of acceptance instead of resistance and denial and struggle. But we first get to the place of acceptance that, okay, well, this is the way it is. And then we start to realize, well, actually it's wonderful the way it is. And then we begin to be thankful for the way it is. You know, and, and then we fully embrace and love what is and what everything and everybody in the world has to offer us. And so joy, joy is associated with acceptance, with love, with uh, gratitude. At least that's the way it is for me. It's, it's, it's opening up and what about, you know, we've talked a little bit about, so down here at the, in, at, at the darkest regions, there's still joy present. Then there's that point, that tipping point, where there's enough joy that joy predominates. What about over here, where the, we talked about where the cup is overflowing? What's that like? Well, that's that. <laughs> it's great. Yes, it certainly is. That's the place. If if this turning point is where the mind preferentially sees what's good and what's uh, what's beautiful and what's wholesome, over here is where the mind realizes <laughs> there really isn't anything but the good, the beautiful, and the wholesome. That yeah. it really it, it's all that way. That anything else was just something that was being projected by the mind that all of the all of the negativity comes not from not from that which we are experiencing but from the mind through which we experience it yeah when you're feeling that joy I think um, and 
you can compare to when you're not feeling the joy, and it feels like when you're not feeling joy, it's just all storylines that you're making up. Like you mm -hmm. just added a bunch of stuff. Yeah. It's unnecessary. Yes, Why exactly. am I doing that? Yes. But then when you're doing it, you think, I can't stop doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you start out by, I know there's some joy somewhere, and you find it, and that's great, and you build on that. But at some point, you get to the point where you say, well, let me start getting rid of my mind's negative projections that make it look like everything's not like that. Yeah. I'm reminded of the stories that have come down through the years since World War II from the death camps in Germany and how there were those individuals who, in spite of the dire circumstances and the death all around them, immense suffering, unspeakable suffering, that there were those, in spite of it, who, um, who maintained a sense of what perhaps we might call equanimity and really saw the circumstance as it truly, truly was in those moments, in those days and weeks and months. And, um, and in spite of it, um, found, found a still place and were able to reach out and help others find a still yes. place. That is truly the test of what we're talking about. It, it really is, yeah. Because we're actually so fortunate, aren't we all of them? Incredibly fortunate. And our biggest problems are nothing compared to what some people have experienced. But things like the, the uh, Nazi concentration camps of World War II and all sorts of other things like that. Not, not only do they, by comparison, we see that the, the things that we have to feel bad about are just pale to nothing, but to look and see that some people were able to find the, the uh, sublime, the beautiful, to uh, to achieve an awakening in those circumstances. So, and that would not be possible unless it were true that when the mind is filled with joy, the mind is capable of understanding that everything, even, even that kind of atrocity, uh, even that is perfect without confusing ourselves thinking that it's okay. It's not okay that those things happen. <laughs> At least if we're in a position to do something. But all we can do is do our best in the moment without being attached to the outcome and trust that what does, as long as we've done our best, then everything is perfect. And actually that's all we ever can do is our best. Yeah. Can you imagine yourself in terrible circumstances still being able to uh, find the joy, to remove the negative projections, and to maybe even discover that place where the cup is overflowing? You know, and I, I know it's difficult to imagine, but but can you stretch enough to to at least see that that yeah, that's possible. If it was possible for anybody else, it's possible for you too. Yeah. I feel like I've observed even in the most um, 
moments of some of the most intense kind of pain or grief, um, there often has been a certain kind of palpable sense of, I don't know what to say, even like grace or, mm -hmm. you know, positivity within that, you know, that's, yeah. it's almost like the, it's the fear of those that's really the, the, the biggest negative rather yeah. than the experiences themselves. Yes. And even when like, um, like a, a lot of people have observed and I've heard enough experience that when you're like about to hit that car, you know, like in that, about to hit that car accident, there's a, there's this moment of just kind of clarity. It's not, yes. a, it's not a scary thing. It's not a terrible thing. It's just like an okay thing. Yes. In, in those kinds of moments, which I imagine most of you have at one point or another, you somehow step right outside of yourself and everything becomes totally clear. And uh, you're totally capable of just being and, and responding. You know, if you're, if you're, say something's happening in a car and you're the driver, it's amazing. Your body will take over and it will do the most appropriate things that it can while somehow you're just watching it all unfold. I wonder when you talk about negative projections, there's also positive projections if this, if hope comes in. Like if you are in a very dark place yeah. and you have that positive future projection, this will, this will change also. Then, but it's all projection anyway, but it does help in the moment, right? There is, yeah. There is, there is though a difference. I mean, optimism is a very good, wonderful thing. Hope is a wonderful thing. But optimism and hope are not grounded in reality. They're grounded in the mind's projection. More powerful than optimism and hope are being fully present with reality, being able to accept it, even being able to love what is in, in the moment. That, uh, as good as hope and optimism are, that's a whole level better. That's where we can potentially go. That's where we want to try to go. Uh, in the, I know I overburdened you with a lot of information in a short period of time yesterday afternoon. Sorry for that. I just want to tell you everything that, that I can. <laughs> really the point of that is I wanted you to see that this, this really powerful experience of joy, the cup overflowing experience, is part of the meditation process. And it is part of the process of awakening to what really is, awakening from the dream that is the projection of our mind. But one of the things that I want to make sure that you do understand is these traditional presentations make it sound like you just plug away at developing the other meditation factors until someday, poof, there it is. And a lot of times that is the way people experience it. But that approach, I think you're less likely to actually achieve that blossoming of joy. And I think the really important thing that I, I hope we're all discovering together is you don't have to wait. 
you, you, the joy is always there, which means that you can always find it, both in your meditation practice and outside of your meditation practice. And you can cultivate it, and you can nurture it. And the more that you do that, the easier it is to uh, bring yourself to that uh, state of the overflowing cup, the more quickly you'll reach there. So if I overburdened you with a lot of information yesterday, that's that's what I was really trying to get to, is understanding that that's what, that's what awaits you and what meditation practice can help bring you to, but that you can speed up the process compared to how it may have seemed. Um, just a little time, yes? It's just actually kind of a relief realizing that maybe when you're feeling anything but joy, you know, flat or whatever, that you can remember, oh, joy's present. Maybe I can find that right now or I can check exactly. it out. Exactly. You know? Absolutely. Yes. That is, that's what I want you to really re- recognize and keep with you that, you know, there's no such thing as a bad meditation and there's no such thing as a situation in life where you can't find the joy. And so no matter what you're doing, no matter where you are, if you can just remember, I know the joy is there. Let me find the joy. Let me nurture it. Let me find a way to make it a part of where I am right now and what's happening right now. And it will help. It will carry you forward. Uh, so. Death. You alluded yesterday to something that sounded to me as though we could kind of pretend to be joyful when we're not, and eventually we get there. There was there's an old saying, fake it till you make it, and sometimes that's very helpful, and it actually works. Would you say, sometimes I have trouble finding the joy or being yeah. with it? Yes. Yeah. And I have to remember that I don't have to feel it. I can kind of pretend I feel it, and then it takes over. Yes, that's, that's right. And, and there is a distinction between pretending you're happy or pretending you're joyful uh, and what I would say, pretend the state of joy is there and start directing your mind to do the things that it would do naturally if the joy is there. That's, that's the finding the joy part because in fact it is already there. It's just kind of hidden behind all of the other stuff that's going on in your mind. So, yeah. So, that's right. No matter what, you can you can look for it. You can. There's something positive in every situation, and all you need to do is to nurture that awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in, in the same vein, there's um, there's moments of um, grief or craving. That are very intense, and one can find the, those states, and then uh, know that you're surrounded by bliss and joy, yeah. uh, and yet it's unattainable. And so you're you're saying, it's like there there are there are times in life where um, uh, the pretending is not possible. 
even doing the best that you can, even knowing that 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 it's over there, it's right, you know, it's, it's right here, it's surrounding me, mm-hmm. and yet it's unattainable. The, what would be the next step, the technique, the move? You know, you're saying, okay, go ahead and smile. Well, that's helpful, but you know, if if the tears are rolling down your face, that could be a little, yeah. you know, tricky. Right. <laughs> so, uh, uh, what I'm looking for is, um, you know, I I know that if you asked me to go climb up a, te- a telephone pole, yeah. I'd have a hard time to do it. But if you gave me a thousand steps, I I could do it in a flash, mm-hmm. and or even a hundred steps. But one or two is is difficult. Yeah. And I'm looking for those first couple of steps. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's meditative technique or a, a way. I'm looking for the way from the place where it's the toughest place we go. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yes, the toughest place. That, that's good. That's really good. What do you do when you're in the midst of intense grief or intense physical pain? I mean, to me, those come to mind as, as two two situations in which uh, it's it's going to be hardest to find, most difficult to find, those initial steps. <clears throat> well, when the mind is agitated with uh, grief, loss, worry, things like that, one of the things that uh, I have done and that I know works is go into your body right? and find where find what feels good. Uh, I have had occasions in my life where it was three o'clock in the morning and I was wide awake in bed with the most painful thoughts going through my mind and the idea that, well, I have to get up and go perform in the world in a few hours, and uh, it's just this misery. And I have gone into my body and felt, well, this feels good, that feels good. Just dwell on what feels good. And then after a little while of just reminding myself that this moment, this pleasant, this present moment, is not devoid of pleasure. It's not devoid of comfort. That realize that, notice that while I'm doing that with my mind, my mind experiences a certain degree of, of peace. Is that you know, in my mind can't focus on the pleasurable sensations in my body while holding on quite so tightly to my grief and my pain. And so that is what you can pay attention to. You can, so, you know, you start those first steps. That's a really good description of it. They are the first steps. There is something there that you can find and use that to, to help it move you so that you find the next steps and the next steps and the next steps. And a good place to practice that is, is in your meditation. Every time you sit down and meditate, look, look for the joy, look for the peace, look for the comfort, look for the happiness. 
train your mind to be able to do that. Um, whether your meditation is going really well, or whether you're really having a struggle with a lot of dullness or a lot of agitation or things like that. Make it a habit as part of your practice for that period every day, 45 minutes, an hour, or whatever it is. That one of the things that you do there is to hold that awareness of the pleasant, of the good, of the beautiful. And that's totally consistent with your meditation practice. It's not, it's, it's not compromising your practice. It will support your practice. Mm -hmm. It will make your meditation more effective. But it will train your mind so that no matter where you are, no matter what's happening, your mind already knows how to do this because it's been doing it when it was a lot easier to do. Mm -hmm. um, yes, that, that's, that was a very good thing for you to raise. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Could you talk about the fine line between kind of seeking out these pleasant feelings and pleasant spots and um, avoidance and repression of like emotions that you don't like so much, which I guess seems to come down to like, at what point does this become another aspect of attachment and, and craving and, uh, and that kind of thing? Well, okay, that's one of the things that, there's a couple of different things there. One of them is something that uh, I was going to talk about later, and I will save it till later, and that's the fact that uh, there is a potential for attachment in this, and it can become an obstacle if, uh, if attachment develops. Uh, so you, you do have to be aware of that. The other thing, though, is what we're talking about is not avoiding or suppressing or in any way trying to eliminate from our experience the, the difficult and the painful aspects. We're, we're, not, we're not trying to shut them down. We're trying to preferentially attend to the good, the beautiful, and the wholesome. Letting the others be there with the idea that as we go along, as we climb to higher and higher steps, what was not so good begins to, we begin to appreciate that it is good in its own way too. So, uh, so that's a very important point, is that we're, we're not trying to suppress anything. Uh, we're just preferentially redirecting the focus of our attention, the nature of our perceptions, and allowing the mind to respond to that by generating a different tone of feeling in response to those things.